Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading the final Fun V Tailgate podcast of the 2017 football season, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Go subscribe on iTunes if you haven't yet. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions, something I thought I'd never say, but they are. We get Matty D's full experience in Minneapolis as he was at Super Bowl 52, in case you didn't see on our Instagram story. We get his whole experience as he spent the entire weekend there and even went to a Minnesota Wild game. Then we get game analysis from both in person by Matty D and my experiences watching it at the bar before heading out to the madness on the streets of Philadelphia. We then preview the parade down Broad Street and the Ben Franklin Parkway. You might be listening to this on your way to the parade, or you might be listening to it on your way back or even later after, so hopefully you can uh, laugh at some of our thoughts on what it's going to be like. We then wrap things up with our final thoughts of the 2017 football season and what to expect going forward on the podcast now that football is over. As always, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Again, go subscribe on iTunes if you haven't. Search The Bullpen Cart. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. ThunderBLG is the Twitter handle. Thunderblog Sports are the handles on both Instagram and Facebook. ThunderBlogSports.com, of course, is the site. Go check out all of our great blogs. We just brought back the Nightly Roundup, where I recap the day that was for February 7th, it is going to be the podcast. A little harder on podcast nights to uh, both edit these and also write up a post. So hopefully as time goes on, I can get a little better in doing both. But I appreciate the patience. But enjoy this week's episode. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thanks again. And we are champs. Welcome to the final Wrap up fun V tailgate of the year. Well, we might do an off season one or draft one, but for the 2017 season, the fun V tailgate as a part of the bullpen cart podcast feed presented by Thunderblog Sports. I am the G Man Jordy Cannell. With me, as always, my man Matty D, fresh from his flight back. What's up, buddy? Oh my god, like greatest weekend of all time, right? It's incredible, <laughs> like. I can't. I, I every like. I think once an hour, I just start to get really hype and excited for no reason. But I know what the reason yeah. is. But for no reason, I'm still yeah. drinking my Eagles Bud Light beer. Uh, we ran out of it in the city, so I'm just stop. drinking blue yeah. ones. There's a thunder plug for you right there. Bud Light can't even say it. Not even uh, sponsored. Eagles, <laughs> Eagles beers. Remember we called them that in that one podcast. Right. Right, the right, makers right. of Eagles beers. <laughs> but um. But geez. anyway. You know the score. The Eagles have won Super Bowl 52. I did. I mean, you were there. We're going to have your whole recap of the experience. Um, you know, great job by the Patriots. It was honestly the best effort they could have put up. We pulled it out. Now, before we get into the game, kind of ask ourselves the, the bigger questions because we had – Two completely different experiences of it. We're going to start with you. You were in Minnesota the whole weekend, and you had yourself quite a time. Well, Take us through it. Uh, ho- hopefully, 
everyone out there was paying attention and, and looking at the Thunder blog uh, Insta story. Was trying to post what I could. You um, were the king of the Insta story. I was working hard at it. Yes. Working hard. We're gonna at get it. to why you're the king once we okay. get to the actual game, but okay. let's start with Friday. Um, well, we flew out Friday night, and I gotta tell you, actually, I'm glad we brought Friday night. So I'm um, trying to find something to do in Minneapolis Friday night. First of all, yeah. city. I'm just gonna say right off the bat, I don't. I'd always be said once because it, 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 the people of Minnesota were incredible. No backlash whatsoever. Super nice, super chatty. Volunteers were everywhere. Everyone wanted to talk. They, they put on a hell of a show. Beautiful city. Um, if you ever get a chance to get up there, in particular for a football game, not just the Super Bowl, do it. Do it. And I'll get that in a second. But Friday night, we actually went to see the Minnesota Wild play the Las Vegas Golden Knights in St. Paul. Because Minneapolis, St. Paul, two cities next to each other. Mississippi River comes right in between them. But they're all and the Minnesota Twins, right? And it's considered the Twin Cities. So St. Paul's a little smaller than Minneapolis. We took the took the train, uh, the 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 light rail over. An amazing spot to watch a hockey game. Really was blown away by the setup they've got there. It is a single sport arena. So St. Paul, it, it, it's no basketball there. It's just hockey. Um, they have an awesome goal way up in the top corner. They have a lighthouse that shoots fog like it's on the on the one of the Great Lakes. Whoa. Um, and it goes off, and it was incredible atmosphere, great sight lines, the, like was beautiful setup. So, uh, excellent opportunity if if the, if the Flyers ever happen to play there, you know, great game to go see. And it was cool to see the Golden Knights. Wild smoked them, which I was rooting for. If you had Eagles green and you're rooting for the Wild, then the people of Minnesota were on your side without a doubt. Ooh. A lot of Patriots fans getting booed by the Minnesota fans, not Eagles. There were a lot of Eagles fans there. The Minnesota Wild fans are booing the Patriots fans. Made you feel pretty good. Uh, bought one of my great. bought one of my wild brother in a beer. They had a great time. So that was Friday. Saturday, we did a little tour of Minneapolis, St. Paul region. Did a little trolley tour in a unexpectedly green trolley, which was pretty sweet. Cool to see the city though. Check they have like the the, the second largest basilica, just a massive church out of nowhere. Uh, we got to see where the Timberwolves and the Link Minnesota Lynx play basketball. I was going to ask, so is that that's completely Target different Center. stadium? Completely different stadium. So that everything but hockey is in Minneapolis. Oh, um, and the and the Target Center and Target Field are right next to each other. Okay. Um. So so the ba- basketball and baseball get played right next to each other. Target Field was lit up on the way in Friday night. It was beautiful, beautiful. And they did a really good job. Everything stacked on top of each other, like parking garages and stuff. So they have like oh. a ton of room. There's a ton of tunnels connecting everything, right? So it's not tunnels, but actually they're called skywalks. Uh-oh, oh, so shit. It's so cold there. So what did they do? They built their sideways, sidewalks, and then there's skywalks, probably, you know, 20, 30 feet up in the air. Like and they rollerblading in the Mighty Ducks. Right. They run all, yeah, literally, they run all along the buildings. So we, yeah. didn't, if you didn't want to go outside, you didn't have to. You could pretty much get everywhere by those skywalks. That's awesome. Um, Minneapolis has the majority of them. We weren't in St. Paul much, but St. Paul does have them as well. Um, that's how we got up, up in the morning, put on our gear, went through the skywalks to the tailgate, like all the way, all the way. So that was pretty sweet. Um, the tour was great. And then we went over to mall of America, which I'll just say breathtakingly long. Like it seems bigger than, um, than King of Pressure mall by like a lot. It's just cause the way they have it, it's, it's, it's like one big box. Interesting. So that you can just pretty much well, it was bigger until the, the middle thing got finished. Right. Mm. So the King of Prussia has more stores, but um, Mall of America has more more retail space. Like it's for those place. for those for not from the Philly area, which I don't imagine there's not a lot. We're not getting our usual Boston contingent here. I have a suspicion. 
Uh, the King Impressional Mall is a That's mall fine. right outside of Philadelphia. It is, as Matt is explaining, the has the most stores, but in square feet, it's the second biggest. Yeah, I believe so. I, well, okay. I know it's still no, no, no. It's no, it has King. Yes, what you said. King Impressional has more stores, but not as big. Yeah, because we don't have an amusement park. Yes, correct. We do not have a full amusement park with roller coasters and log flumes. Damn. Like, like it was pretty impressive. It was really impressive. Did you but, guys um, stay there, like where the players stayed and whatnot? No, no. We drove by. So they stayed in the Radisson Blue. We stayed in the Radisson Red, which was less than a block, like about a block away from the stadium. You could see the stadium out the one window, like if you tilted your head. Um, yeah. You could see the stadium. There's a bigger building in the way. So it was like us, us, uh -huh. stadium over here. So you could see a little bit. You were right down. We were pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And then, and then you know, sat, and then Saturday night we party a little bit, hit the sack. Woke up Sunday morning. We went to the official NFL tailgate, and I was nervous because I'm like, you know what? All I've heard about is like how bad the crowds are, and I'm thinking this tailgate's gonna be jammed in. We're not gonna be able to get anything, a like prepaid ticket for it. So we got there through the skywalks. Got there. They they put us through security. We walk into this convention center, and I don't know if the NFL. They didn't save a dime on this. They went huge. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever walked into. They had um, like lockers of all of all different teams, NFL players, like Carson Wentz, Odell Beckham Jr., um, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like they, made their, they made their lockers on the way in. So you could like feel like you were walking through a locker room. Um, and then you walk into this room, and there's just this huge structure in the middle. And then right in front of the structure, up on a little stand, and you can walk up a ramp to – is the Lombardi Trophy itself in a glass case? You can take pictures with it, with the AFC and FC Championship games. And then they had they had free beer, which is pretty sweet. And there was no line for it because there were so many places to get it. Plus, they had free food, and it was all like Minnesota delicacies, or like or like they called it the Bold North, but like the old Midwest, like whatever they want to call it, the Old North delicacies that you could just snag. I saw Darius Rucker and Sting perform uh, live. That was incredible. Well, we partied there for a little bit. Saw some. They had a bunch of the uh, Super Bowl rings were there, and then we all climbed on buses, very quickly and orderly. We get on the bus, and I'll tell you my my celebrity story of the trip is coming up. Okay, so I'm sitting on the bus, and all of a sudden the girls around me start to hyperventilate. I don't know what's going on, and uh, all of a sudden one leans over and goes, "Hey, you're sitting next to Emma Roberts and Leah Michelle," and I was like, "What?" Did not realize they were football fans. I did not know they were football fans either. So at this point, I get an empty bottle thrown at me. They call me an idiot for not knowing who they are, which I kind of knew who they were. It hits yeah. me right in the face. It was empty, so it didn't hurt. But Emma Roberts turns around. Now I make eye contact. Now I'm like, I know who you are. Oh, my God. She's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, just a bottle. No big deal. Oh, my God, I thought you were hurt. <laughs> and then not, not a big deal. I'm, like, I'm like, whoa, girl, whoa, girl. Uh, and so no, she was really sweet, but, and right after that happened, I just decided it was time. The bus was ready for it. Mostly Eagles fans. And I just began the, 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 the fight song right there, you know, fly, you know, fly goes fly. And then they all joined in and the bus was rocking and we jumped off the bus. They, because we were already through security, we didn't have to go through the security checkpoint. And at this point, like I had seen the stadium and it was impressive, but boy, it is one of the coolest buildings I've ever been inside of. It is bigger in person than it is on TV. I mean, really? it, it is like a starship. It, it's so huge inside. And I would say 
my my initial estimate, 55% Eagles fans, 35% Pats fans, maybe, and then this other like 10% that were just non-Eagles or Pats fans. Some Vikings fans. I saw Vikings. I saw a Redskins jersey. I saw a Cardinals jersey. I saw a Giants jersey. You know, like random teams that just show up. People that just show up because they maybe they come in for work or they just they just have tickets and they want to go. Um, but a predominantly Eagles crowd, I think you could almost say 60% Eagles fans. Wow. And then things started to get fucking loud. So uh, what how close to game time is this? 80 minutes. We get there 80 minutes before game time. We did a little loop on the top level. Met up with our friend Christy, uh, an Eagles fan as well. Oh, uh, you know, okay, to Christy. Yep, uh, great time. We so we sat on her there. But the thing is, like eighty minutes, it's really like thirty minutes before the festival. Yeah, they start the, all the camaraderie and stuff. Right. So we ran it back up to the seats so we could watch the teams come out, which was electric. Um, I gotta say, both teams had great fight song, like songs to come out um, um, with Meek Mills, and then I forget the um, Patriots one because it'll come to me. Uh, and then the national anthem started. Oh, they do America the Beautiful beforehand, which was yep. awesome. The yep. National Leslie anthem, Jr. Right, and then we could we couldn't see it, but we could hear the flyover, which was like. So there's like the whole top of the stadium has windows on it. Yeah, it's for sunlight, so it can heat the building kind of as well. But there was a little bit of snow on it, so you couldn't really see anything. But that was fine. Mm. Um, but it didn't matter because you know what happened then? Kickoff happened, and. Yep. I, I think I I think I've aged twenty years. I definitely stopped breathing a couple times. Um, I I went from the highest of highs with the Nick Foles touchdown catch, the Alshon Jeffries touchdown catch, um, Clement, or like everything. I mean, you're just like blunts are on your so, and then the the strip sack fumble, like honestly, to the lowest of lows because right before that strip sack fumble, when when we lost the lead, I, I was like sitting, I was in, I was stunned, disbelief, shock, but yep. The and when that fumble, my heart happened, is rerunning through the feeling of that day. So, because the, the whole stadium being probably bring mostly Eagles fans or Eagles supporters, because really it's like 65% are Eagles supporters. Because if you weren't one of the 35% of the Patriot fans, you were an Eagle fan, you know. Yeah. When, when we, when the strip sack happened, the play, I mean, because everyone was so quiet, the place just went, I mean, bonk, things were being thrown. It was so crazy. That, like, yep. And I will say, a lot of really good Eagles chants. The Rocky theme song, everyone was singing along. But there was at least in the upper bowl where we, I was sitting. You know, I was I would have been I would have had the sideline pass if the, if intern Jared had got us. You know, done what he's supposed to do and got Damn us. It. But whatever, it's fine. Um, they they started doing the Foles chant. <laughs> the whole upper bowl, and I think it was I think it was his touchdown to Clement where that started and that really kicked off. And they they did it one more time after Ertz, but. I will report that the last play of the game was one of the hardest plays to watch because A, we're super freaking nervous, right? Yep. But B, at the, at the stadium, I've got to look at, I'm far away. I've got to look at the ball in the air. I got to look at the players on the ground. I got to watch the refs for flags. And I'm trying to watch the clock. I'm, I'm watching like four different things. So the whole stadium and even the players in the field, like the defensive backs in particular, I don't know if you noticed this, there was like a second pause. When the, when the ball hit the ground, because everyone assumed there'd be one second back on the clock. That's normal how to do yeah, that. Yeah. It was and close. Then, it was very close on yeah. TV, too. 
and the the Patriots fans, there are three fans in front of us, really respectful. All the Pats fans, super respectful. The Eagles fans, really respectful. Back to the Pats fans and everybody. Everyone was really nice to each other, like having a great time. They shook our hands after the strip sack of, of Brady. They th- congratulated us. They already thought we had won. Um, and they had left. They left really quickly, and I understand that. But the, everybody else was Eagles fans going absolutely crazy, hugging friends, hugging strangers, jumping over chairs. Chanting, screaming. I got to tell you, I openly wept when we won the game. I did too. I openly wept. It was amazing. I did too. I, was, I, I, I celebrated for a second, and then it just kind of hit me all at once. The confetti's coming down, and, I mean, everyone's running around the field, and it was just pandemonium because we, we, did a, we, we made a miracle happen oh. with, Nick, with, Nick, with Big Dick St. Nick Foles, baby, and Big I'm so Dick pumped up. Nicholas. I know, and and unfortunately, I had to. I haven't. I haven't had the opportunity to watch the full game in replay. I'm going to be doing that. Okay. So what I need so, from you is I need some expert analysis because I've read about it. I've seen some highlights, but I need to know. Like, go for it. Give me, give me like what you were feeling, and and and, and like what your thoughts were on the game as as like football game. Sure. So, couple thoughts I had. One. We talked a lot about the secondary for the Eagles, and it turned out to be the same thing with the, the Patriots. Uh, with whatever happened to Malcolm Butler, there's been a number of things that have been thrown around. Um, you know, with him not playing, were you, first of all, did you guys know? I know some of the people that you were with are very, uh, very astute in finding their information while at game. Did you guys know Malcolm Butler wasn't playing? Absolutely no idea. Absolutely, Absolutely no idea. idea. Yeah. So I didn't know really. I was at a bar, so I could barely hear it. Enough that Chris Collinsworth annoyed us because we'd all remembered him for the Seattle game, being a real dickhead. Right. And he was still kind of a dickhead. You could kind of hear Al Michaels. People kind of shut up for the commercials, uh, which you weren't missing anything there. Really down here for the commercials. Um, I think it's just they don't even release him before the game anymore. They're just on YouTube. But anyway, back to the game. So both secondaries – didn't really do a good job of containing, obviously, the most yards ever in the history of the NFL, postseason or regular season in a single game. Um, but that was okay. I mean, Nick Foles delivered in that way in terms of scoring, getting it to the right guys. Doug Peterson called nearly a perfect game, and the stats aren't going to reflect it because of just a real freak accident of an interception towards the right. end of the first half. Um, that almost, I thought, was going to be – our 28 to three moment was going to be that. And the defense stepped right up. Uh, the, obvi- the Patriots obviously didn't fumble. I think they went down and kicked a field goal. If I remember correctly, um, or that or the first half, no, the first half didn't end because it ended with Nick Foles. Um, so kind of the, the big ones to take away from that were talked about immediately the day after are the Corey Clement catch and the Zach Ertz, which the Zach Ertz, that was last, obviously, the game-winning touchdown. Um, we'll start with Corey Clement. Um, have you seen that highlight, the, at least? Both, Clement and Ertz? You've seen both. Ertz yeah. is a non-factor because the, the Chris Long tweet encapsulates that entirely. He took, like tw- he took four steps. He caught it on the six-yard line. He becomes the runner, which is a stupid rule in general. But there's no way in hell that the ground causing a fumble after he's already crossed the plane makes it not a touchdown. Right. It's a touchdown. So the Corey Clement catch, I have two thoughts. My first 
is that it's very close. I personally think it's a catch. I'm a little biased, I'll admit, but I think it's a catch. He caught it perfectly on time, took one, took step at the same time, the second step, and then there's actually a picture that looks like the third step was in on TV in the straightaway. It looked like it might have been out. Now, it leads me into part B because there's been a huge debate about it, kind of as a you know one, one to B, A to two, however you want to do it, a one and a half of the debate of whether it is or not, which leads me right into two. The refs called it a touchdown on the field. The fact that we that people are still debating it on Wednesday night, uh, I'm sure there are. I haven't really watched a lot of national coverage of it, but I've seen Colin Cowherd, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, you know, insert the yellers' names that love to just argue about things, talk about this. And the fact that, that, it, that it's so highly debatable means – that there's no way to indisputably prove that it wasn't a catch. And that's what the NFL would need to th- overturn that call. So, by, and I would say this the same thing if they called it incomplete and then it was called, and then by further review, the call stood. Right. I don't think it would have gotten confirmed if it was called incomplete and then, you know, went to review. It would have just stood. Um, you know, so th- those are my two thoughts there. The strip sack itself. I mean, I'm sure you probably have the same thought where all of a sudden the ball is just out because the entire game, the pocket collapsed around Tom Brady and you can just you could see him do it. He found his guys. He found Gronk for over 100 yards. He found all these different guys for over 100 yards. He threw for over 500. And, you know, you just they the defensive line was able to constrict him and make him throw it quicker. But they didn't break. They bent to the to him not giving up a sack but they didn't break mm-hmm. and when he finally Brandon Graham punches that ball out <laughs> all of a sudden you just see it because really even on the the back end view from the wire cam all of a sudden it's just out and Derek Barnett has it and it was incredible the bar went insane for it and then I don't know if you've seen this part. I'm sure you have because it was included in every highlight package I've seen. But immediately the camera cuts to Jeffrey Lurie, Bradley Cooper sitting right next to him going ape shit. Everyone else in the box going ape shit. Lurie immediately looks like a quarterback on third down in a loud college football game going, shush, 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 shush. Because there's still, I don't even think the two-minute warnings hit at this point. I don't think it did until after the Patriots got the ball back. Because the Eagles go down, kick a field goal, Jake Elliott, redeems the missed extra point um two missed two point attempts uh the second attempt had a it looked like it should have maybe been called uh pass interference didn't look like he looked back that's neither here nor there at this point because the results um you know we don't need to be revisionist history uh the other the um i know i'm kind of all over the place i'm just remembering points of the game um early on in the game the malcolm jenkins hit on brandon cooks um, one thing that, that we should mention too, Brian Dawkins got into the hall of fame and I watched a number of his highlight packages on Sunday morning. And a lot of them looked like the Malcolm Jenkins hit, not to say that it's not helmet to helmet contact. Cause it, they did hit heads, even though his head was up the whole time. I think that's a legitimate tackle. You look at a lot of Brian Dawkins highlights and his head is not up. And those were never called against him for flags. Right. Um, but very similar to that and especially watching that 
that morning. It reminded me a lot of that sort of that style of football and that attitude they brought in, which is what they needed from this. I meant, you know, Doug Peterson obviously, you know, kept his cool aside from basically just flaunting his testicles in a wheelbarrow of how big they <laughs> fucking are. That's right. Uh, the defense went nuts. I mean, everybody's going fucking nuts and the game ends. We don't watch any, we don't even watch the Lombardi trophy get presented. We immediately rush the field to put it in, to give it to you the way that you would know. It was like when Lehigh beat Duke, everybody just turned around. We were all paying our tabs to, right. you know, with about a minute left. And cause the game just, as soon as the two minute warning hit, the Patriots didn't have any timeouts. Clock was moving up, you know, clocks moving play after play after play after play after play. Regardless of how this game's going, you can tell there's going to be some type of demonstration at, at city hall. So we're getting prepared for it. Um, we felt a little optimistic, a little more than we perhaps should have, uh, considering that the that you know they were the Patriots were a inch away from catching that hail mary, uh, you know, on a deflection. But it comes down, game goes nuts, and here's where we get to the fun. So just like with well, first before we do that, a couple things that happened before and during the game. And if you follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, you would have seen this because I tweeted it out from my girlfriend's phone. I broke my phone before the game. <laughs> I thought it would have been cool because if you were following us along on Saturday while Matt was taking his tour of Minneapolis, I was at the Flyers game, and I liked having the dual coverage. I thought this was going to be great. I break my phone before the game even fucking starts. I broke it at 2 o'clock, four and a half hours before the fucking game starts. I literally was just so deflated as if the Eagles already lost. I go through all the steps of grief, anger, bargaining, all this stuff. I'm constantly trying to restart my phone. So we get to you and the Instagram stories, and you can find this on our Instagram, Thunderblog Sports. You got the big dick Nick catch. I did. Perfectly timed, (laughs) and it is incredible. This is the all-time video. It can never be beaten by anything that either of us will ever do or anybody else that touches the Thunderblog account. You fucking got it. And the deafening, which is also on that Super Bowl 52 package on our homepage. Go watch it. But you fucking I, got the play. I, I, it was tough because I, I it took me a couple times to master because you had to because I wanted to see it with my own eyes. So yeah. I got the phone on. And I'm hold, and I'm. You gotta wait because the problem is too is I. I don't know when you don't can't see you don't you can't hear anything. So I don't know when the play is gonna. Yeah, you start. almost have to like hold it like this so you can watch so both. I'm, but like I've got my phone and, and, and then it's now as soon as I I started to record the play starts. Now I just lean. If I yeah. kept my arm locked, thank God because I caught it and it was. It was I mean, holy amazing. shit! I um I gotta tell you something. I don't think these guys are getting enough credit here. And the one guy in particular that I think is not getting any press for how well he played was Big V. Yep. Shut yep, down. Yep, yep. They couldn't send anything at him. Uh, I, I, the offensive line was fantastic because you could you could see that they were going to take away a lot of the running game from us. But other than that, they couldn't stop us. They couldn't no. stop us anything we did. Well, Garrett Blunt even broke out a bunch of huge plays to start it off, right, and they adjusted right. very well. The Patriots did a great job of adjusting. Matt Patricia, as 
as many things I've seen on the internet about, oh, the Lions defense is going to be so solid. They just let up, they just let up 41 points to Nick Foles. Like they're going to be, they're going to be good. They're getting a great coach. Did you see he shaved his beard? Well, not entirely, just trimmed it. Did he for the press conference? It is night and day. Like, <laughs> holy fuck. I, um, um, well, I will say this. Uh, you know, the, like if you're going to talk about anybody in the Pats defense that actually showed up, it would be Stephon Gilmore. Yep. Because what I couldn't see is uh, they, after Alphon Jeffrey rampaged the secondary in the first quarter, they moved Gilmore over, which whether they eliminated or they just decided they could beat him elsewhere. Yeah. Derek Rowe was getting lit up. Yeah. That's what I understand. Everyone's been talking about it. Malcolm Butler's got to be in the game. Uh, I, I don't care if he's sick. He can't be worse than the two guys they had in the field. I, I no. can't be. I thought I thought Roddy McLeod, at least from what I could see, had a great game. He had that incredible drop stop of uh, Brandon Cooks in the yeah, Jets right on third down. down. Yeah, with it. I think Cooks probably made a mistake trying to leap him, but I loved it anyway. Yeah, I don't know what he. I think maybe he thought it was going to be a yeah the but, same Minnesota miracle play where Roddy McLeod puts his head down and he can just hop right. him. Now, normally, though, what, what I was impressed with is even if he jumps, you, he normally falls forward because he's too high for McLeod to get his center of gravity low. Stuck. McLeod just stuck him. It, I was blown away there. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, our receivers came to play. Torrey Smith and Nelson Aguilar were making catches like I've never seen before. Ertz obviously had a huge day. People forget everyone's talking about how great Nick Foles was. Trey Burton's pass. Was and I know he was open, but it was perfect. And here's why: it was perfect, right? Because Danny Amendola, Brady, Brady dropped the ball, but it was definitely it was overthrown a little bit. It was hit his fingertips for for Brady. It was overthrown. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's not a receiver. He he didn't need to hit Brady like that. He could hit Brady right in the. But you could Brady just turn around and catch it. And said Brady had to do this. So I think that was a huge deal. Oh, and I will say this too: you brought we brought the Clement catch. Yeah, things I think people forget is that um. In in the regular season, we have a new officiating czars this year. They were overturning a lot. In the old regimes, though, they would only overturn it if if there was undisputed evidence. And when the playoffs began, it looks like somebody grabbed, like Goodell grabbed the official. Yeah, you're right. Look, if it's if you can't guarantee it's not, then it's not. Like let the stand field uh field in the uh, call in the field stand more. And I think that's why with this Clement catch, it was it was called and yeah. held. Because it was not irrefutable that he didn't catch it. That's where I would go with that one at least because that's what I saw. Um, yep. And I'll take it because, quite frankly, if they didn't they didn't call it there, if they called it a non-catch, I'm not sure yep. he would have gotten – I'm not sure a review would have given him a touchdown. Well, it's so. also – it was on third down too. So they, And it was, I think, from the 30-yard line. So you're bringing Jake Elliott back out and, and you know, it's a four-point play. Uh, but but before we get to you know, before we finally get to the after party, any other thoughts while you're at the game? Any anything else you need to the the television eye of? What was no, the halftime I'm, show like in person? Meh, meh. It wasn't good at best. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. I, he just like he he just phoned it in because everybody was just so like we don't it was so maybe about it. Yeah, I, I wasn't impressed. Also, the other yeah. problem too is it's hard for the stuff. It's hard for the noise to travel. 
in, in a, in it's, a not, yeah, like it's not a good not a good acoustics right so. you can't really get it as high as you wanted to so maybe it was better right down the field but i wasn't impressed but yeah. you know what it is where it is i don't watch it for the halftime shows if no, i had it my way bruce springsteen would just play every time but i don't have it my way so That's you true. know stuck with that um i love That's the boss every time but no i mean overall i mean I, i've read enough about the games to see it um it was wild um but not as wild as the streets <laughs> of Philadelphia after, and I really fucking wish my phone hadn't been broken. As much as I would have loved to get bar reactions, the streets of Philadelphia. So I was in Fishtown. For those that don't know, it's not northeast Philly, but it's northeast of Center City. So you have to take a subway to get to where the everything you saw is. We got on the L, and we waited for maybe five minutes for it. Everybody's going ape shit. We're hugging people. We do have a video. We did go on Twitter live via my girlfriend's phone on our account. And we're like hugging dudes. We don't know me, my buddy, Alex, my girlfriend. And one guy just turns to us on camera to announce to Twitter. Where's my sister? It was just pandemonium. We get on this thing. We're screaming. We're the champions. Nobody like, and it's not even people are shoving. It's just where we all feel like we're packed in like sardines. It's wall to wall. And as soon as we get out, and there was a there was debate on the subway of where to to excuse me get out, whether it was Eleventh Street, Thirteenth okay. Street, which is the next one from Broad Street. Broad is technically Fourteenth for those uninitiated, or City Hall, and just run right upstairs. We got out Thirteenth, so we sprinted down Market into the City Hall Square area. And we were in the heart of the action. We're, we were right next to the Ritz-Carlton, which lost an awning. We weren't that close to the Wawa that got that got its windows busted. We weren't anywhere near that Sunoco that got ransacked. That that video got released today. And that's absolute crazy town. Uh, I don't know where the dude ate the horse shit. So I can't tell you how close I was to that. But a lot of the images that were on everybody's Instagrams and all this were the bottle rockets that were lit off right on the basically right in front of the goddamn gates of City Hall, which people were climbing over to get into the, the, the square that has nothing in it in the middle of City Hall. It's just closed off. It's a closed off area. I don't know what you're doing, but we're, there are bottle rockets lighting off everywhere. People are pulling down street signs. Everybody's chanting Big Dick Nick. We're the champions. Fuck Tom Brady. A whole mess of all this stuff. And it's absolute bonkers. The craziest part is that if you were in the city, you knew probably 100 people that were also in the city. Of said 100, from judging on their pictures that I've seen on either Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, yada, yada, yada. I swear to God, 90% of these people were within like 10 yards of me. Wow. And it was just so crowded and so nuts. Everybody's happy. Nobody's pissed off. The people ripping down signs were just doing it basically to prove that they could because they're putting up fucking motor oil on the goddamn poles. Fuck your motor oil. I don't care if I ruin my Eagles jersey because I'll buy <laughs> a new one that has a Super Bowl patch. I'm going to climb up this fucking pole and tear it down. They tore down those fucking... Uh, holiday light things that they put up on the right, right on the side below the light lights. Uh, but point being, 
everybody was just right there. And the case in point, when I bought my new phone on Monday, I had a bunch of Snapchats that I couldn't look at. And one of my friends, our buddy Logan, who we need to get on this, why we have it in nearly a year baffles me. But he watched the game at his sister's house, which is about five minutes from the bar I'm at, maybe 10. He got on a stop away from us, I think. He might even got on the same stop on the subway, basically sending the same Snapchats to me that we were sending out to everybody of just people going ape shit. And it looked like we were just a stop away, a subway car away, and a couple steps away from each other from where we were celebrating. I mean, I'm sure everyone else's stories like this. It was absolutely nuts. We walk back around City Hall, go north on Broad Street because I live up there. There's garbage trucks blocking off this area that people have just climbed on top of and are just there. They're sitting on it. They're not even trying to knock it over. I think there's the video of the people knocking over the Prius, and, and that was really about it. And I think only eight people got arrested in Philly, which good job. Good job, everybody, mm -hmm. um, especially with the – I think it's going to be more with the vandalization video coming out, but that's just me. But it's the, – here's the craziest thing. As crazy as it is, we saw somebody eat horse excrement. People were fucking trying to drive through this shit, not to, like, run people over or anything. They are just trying to leave Philly. Why did you drive? What the <laughs> fuck were you thinking? And this is – for those – this is close to Spring Garden Street, which was also just a party. People are just trying to turn on to broad. Of all cities and or of all streets in Philadelphia, why in God's name would you turn on to Broad Street? Anyway, we're running out of time. If you need more, go watch the Barstool video. It's about six minutes long. It's incredible. I mean, it's awesome. But we got a little parade tomorrow. Yeah, I will be there. I got tricked by my boss on Tuesday because I took Monday off. And saying that because I took Monday off, I wasn't allowed to take tomorrow off Thursday. And I did not handle that news well. <laughs> to the point, we're sitting down in a meeting and my boss is like, oh yeah, can somebody take pictures for Jordy? Did somebody do it? Somebody get it? I'm like, what? What? My heart felt like it was going to explode more than it did in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was so upset and like very visibly so i like walked up i had to step take a step into our break room for a second and come back in i'm like i'm fine 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 but anyway it's tomorrow thursday if you're coming down be safe from what i heard from the phillies parade i wasn't there if you're taking the train in or you're trying to drive i don't even think the roads are open for the most part or at least the main roads to get in um are gonna have very limited access but be safe i live down here so it's easy for me to get here i'm gonna need to be safe though because you know you can't trust me and all this shit it should be a lot of fun starts at the stadium and ends at the rocky steps which somebody in my office pointed this out today how poetic is it that we started technically the calendar year of 2017 the first big event was the draft on the rocky steps right. the lombardi trophy was right there in eakins oval and now it ends on top of those fucking steps. <laughs> it's incredible. I love it. So. I didn't realize that. That's, that's strong. Yeah, right? Somebody pointed that out. Shout out to Nick Tierno. It should be a ton of fun. I'm on my walk home from work. I noticed it on my couple, on my walk from work to and from work yesterday. On my walk, certainly to work today. 
they've had the gates kind of set up on my walk home from work in the rain. So shout out to whoever it is, whether it's the city of Philadelphia, you know, people that work for the city or whoever's getting hired, event staff, whatever. I'm putting up these gates, all the big banners that are everywhere, all the guys that basically are normally outside the Wells Fargo Center selling Billy Joel t-shirts, selling Eagles Super Bowl stuff. I mean, we are ready for this. Bud Light's giving out free beer. Where is still up in the air. Uh, Yards is also giving out free beer, but they're not opening up early. They're opening up during the parade. So uh, whether or not I actually get to experience the free yards is still there. Watch that on our Instagram. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I should have some type of recap Thursday night along with the flyers. Cause get this, I'm going to the parade. All the stuff at the art museum is scheduled to go from like one to three, three 30. Then I need to figure out what I'm doing from three 30 to seven for the flyers Canadians game. The, I don't, the roads don't even open up until six for people to leave Philly. The trains start running normally at four, at four or five in terms of leaving the city. Gotcha. The subway is free but they only have limited stops, including the stadiums, including spring gardens. So I'm fine there. I just need to figure out, are they still running every 10 minutes? Okay. And how, what time I should go down to the game. I normally leave for a seven o'clock game at six. You've done this with me before. Right, right, right. I need to figure this out, but it's going to be a long day. And it's too much thinking for me to have to do with the amount of booze I'm going to have drank at that point of the day. But, you know, so be it. I'll follow that along. Uh, I should have some type of wrap-up on the site. If you haven't noticed, we've brought back the nightly roundup where I talk about the day that was, wrapping up sporting events and giving out other links. Um, but, Matt, any other thoughts, Any anything else that you have for us before we close the book on the 2017 football season? I've got two things. First question. Okay. Do you think I should go Brandon Graham Super Bowl logo jersey or Zach Ertz Super Bowl logo jersey? See, now I'm I'm citing Brandon Graham, a Michigan guy. How about this? How about one of the most untold underdog stories? Because he came here as a first-round draft pick many years ago and immediately was, why didn't we take Earl Thomas? You know what? It's nothing against Earl Thomas, Hall of Famer, very, very like once a generational safety. But Earl Thomas never stripped back to the greatest quarterback of all time. Never went through everything Brandon Graham's had to go through to be one of the most underrated underdog defensive ends. Because quite frankly, he has been a stud all year, and his statistics have never shown it here. He always creates pressures for others, and he does it. And all he does do it. He does it from the inside D tackle spot. So I'm I'm on the lookout for a Brandon Graham Super Bowl. I want the logo on it for him jersey. Yep. Because I'm I'm gonna get a Wentz jersey. I was trying to do that for two weeks. There's been nothing available. Yeah. Never never owned an NFL jersey before. Borrowed Ooh. one. From a great friend, my boy Tony. Thank you, Tony. Shout out, um, Tony. Think I mean I would like to have two: one Carson, one oh. Super Bowl. So I'm on the lookout for Brandon Graham. I think I'm going to go him over Ertz at this point. It's a, it's understandable. You love Michigan, yes. Hence your love of Brandon Graham. Are you resuming the love of Tom Brady? Is that okay now? Or are you waiting a little bit? No. Well, a couple things. I was all Eagles all the way. 
Well, I knew Brady, that. Brady is I knew still, that. I know, There's no way that your girlfriend is going to let you say anything positive people, about Tom Brady in Minnesota. Couple, couple, couple she, people I know, know that whole family. They're not letting you say I that. I know. I agree. So here's They're the diehard. They're the best. He's still the, the best. GOAT. He's still the GOAT. He's, he's still the greatest to do it. There's a high probability he'll be back in the Super Bowl again next year. He threw for 500 yards, but at the end of the day, he did not do enough. He okay. had the ball. I, I know he had a great day, but he had the ball with, with two minutes left. And all he needed was a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. Not even a touchdown, a two point conversion. That was before that was this, and he and he, he got the ball against strip sacked. So yep. he's still the goat. And you know what? I will say this: everyone's talking about how he didn't shake Foles' hand, and that's true. He didn't. He didn't specifically after plays. Well, well, he did shake players' hands though. He shook. He shook uh, Derek Barnett's hand. He shook Trey Burton's hand. He shook. Um, uh, what guy am I thinking of? On the way to the locker room, he shook the players' hands. You're right. He did not shake. Um, the iconic quarterback handshake, though. It hasn't always happened before. He's not the first quarterback to run off the field. He won't be the last. Maybe you think it's a dick move, and that's fine. Quite frankly, I don't give. I don't care. Guy. I don't care. We won the Super Bowl. I don't care. We did win the Super Bowl. Perfectly happy. Perfectly happy with it. We won um, the fucking Super Bowl. I'm circling already. I'm circling the Thursday in probably September, I think, as a guess. Eagles at home were finally opening the season as the Super Bowl champions. I don't know who we're going to play yet. I don't care. I hope we play it's Dallas. Be the Vikings, right? I know. I want no. I want Dallas because I want to smoke <laughs> them at home to just to let them know. So I'm fired Shut up, up for that. Circle it. We're we're going one way or the other. We're getting tickets. We're going to that game. Yeah, buddy. We need, to we need to party and we need to celebrate what our team has done, and then we need to look forward. After that, that starting with that game, we're looking forward to the next one, which is next year in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We begin the dynasty. Uh, time. Can't wait, baby. One game at a time. And you know what? Here's the best part. Whether it's Nick, St. Nick, or, or or the champion himself, Carson Wentz, just got engaged. Congratulations. I don't care who it is. We're going to be fine. Go Birds. It's going to be just fine. Go Birds, baby. Go Birds. I'm excited. I'm excited. Can't wait for That's next week. Yep. Next week. I'm also excited to start getting into a little golf talk with you. Yep. Pebble right. Beach this week. We've been we've Exciting been battling. Time. We've been battling back and forth. Yes. Yeah, we had a good we had a good battle this week on Sports Geek. Yeah. We Somebody, we we, we got to get the people involved because it's been a fun time do. for me picking. I think their I think their baseball opens up soon. I have to talk to the I have to talk to Brandon, our boy Brandon. Yeah. Uh, um, and see when that does open up. But it's, it's way easier it's than I thought fun, it was going to be. And it, it, the league, oh yeah, great. it's really easy, and, and it's going really to be better because we're going to actually get to tournaments where it's like regular season, guys yeah. are playing. So if you've got, you guys, well, have and you start getting an idea now. too, and we should start wrapping things up. But quickly with golf, with no, DraftKings golf, quick, quick, quick advice: you start seeing trends and guys that you've seen at the top of the leaderboard that the prices don't react very quickly. Right. With football, the prices react week to week. Golf, they don't. Baseball, it's they react week to week because there's seven days worth of action. Same thing with basketball and hockey, even though hockey's a real crapshoot. Don't play DraftKings hockey. Basketball, yes, even that's still a little bit of a crapshoot, but a little bit easier to figure out. A little little too much of this. We need to wrap things up. We're getting we both have a, a few Next other week. things to do. Next, Next week. week, we'll talk all of this. 
We come back to our regular stuff. We have to, we'll just be back to the bullpen card, even though baseball hasn't started yet. Um, in terms of the, the name, instead of coming up with a basketball hockey mix. Um, but that's going to do it. The final of the, the season calendar, uh, the regular and postseason of the Fun V Tailgate 2017 football season. It's been awesome. Obviously, we have a little bit to praise. Alabama and Bill Belichick, Alabama and the Patriots, rather, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick still have never won a title in the same year. That's like it. I like it. I love it. I love it. Go well, That's going to do it for us. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. I can't wait for next week. Thunderblog Sports on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to check out the website and the blog posts there. But for my man, Matty D, thank you as always. I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Have a good night, everyone. I hope to see you at the parade. Hopefully you listen to this while you're on your way on your down to the parade. If you're listening to it afterwards, feel free to laugh at how ridiculous we were there. Go Birds, baby! Hey, all we need, brother. <laughs>